Our gospel lesson for today, the 24th Sunday after Pentecost, comes from Matthew 25, verses 1 through 13. Jesus says, Then the kingdom of heaven will be like this. Ten bridesmaids took their lamps and went out to meet the bridegroom. Five of them were foolish, and five were wise. When the foolish took their lamps, they took no oil with them. But the wise took flasks of oil with their lamps. As the bridegroom was delayed, all of them became drowsy and slept. But at midnight, there was a shout, Look, here is the bridegroom. Come out to meet him. Then all of those bridesmaids got up and trimmed their lamps. The foolish said to the wise, Give us some of your oil, for our lamps are going out. But the wise replied, No, there will not be enough for you and for us. You had better go to the dealers and buy some for yourselves. And while they went to buy it, the bridegroom came, and those who were ready went with him into the wedding banquet, and the door was shut. Later, the other bridesmaids came also, saying, Lord, Lord, open to us. But he replied, Truly I tell you, I do not know you. Keep awake, therefore, for you know neither the day nor the hour. The gospel of the Lord. You may be seated. People of God, may the grace and peace of our triune God be yours today and forever. Amen. So I didn't plan this. I see we have a couple of our football coaches here. If you don't know, Friday, the boys played over at the Dome. And they played really well, but unfortunately didn't go their way. But great season, guys. There was something that I noticed. You could kind of see it in the last closing minutes of the game. As you're looking down at the sidelines, and you could see the boys just kind of deflating because they could see the writing on the walls. And it's understandable. It was a disappointment for them. Now, something that happened when the clock hit zero is I saw a group of the seniors, and they were really there, with, and they were really upset. Because for them, that was it. That was their last game. And I've seen that in dad mode before. I mean, I wasn't a football player, so I haven't been through that myself. But two years ago, my son had his last game. And I saw how upset he was when they came off the field. And for him, in that moment, for the boys on Friday, for I think every senior that has their last event, they feel that. They experience that in one way or another. And, and I can only think for them in that moment, the world is ending. It's done. It's over. Because let's face it, when you're 18, the entire world is right here. And you don't have the perspective to realize that the sun will come up tomorrow. That's something that I've said to my kids, and I've said it to some of my church kids when we've bumped into this. Remember, the sun will come up. Now, I, I share this because of where we're at now in the church year. It's really kicked off last week with All Saints Sunday, and we featured uh, the reading out of Revelation, if you happen to be here last week. And now where we're at as we're closing out the church year uh, over the course of the next just couple of weeks is we're having a lot of, of themes or scripture readings that focus in on what could best be called the end times of, of what is to come, what is, what is to occur. 
And what I appreciate not only about this particular reading, this particular parable that we had, but, but the larger section that we find in, or we find ourselves in, actually we have to go back about a chapter to chapter 24. All of this is happening during the events of, that we know as Holy Week. It's the last week of Jesus' life. He's in Jerusalem. He's with his disciples. He's still having a lot of interactions with different people. And he's kind of in and out of the temple. And at the beginning of chapter 24, Jesus and his disciples have walked out of the temple. And Jesus just kind of says, you know, there's going to come a day when this temple won't be here. All of it will be thrown down. Not one stone will remain on another. And initially, I think the disciples are just like, what? And then we hear in the narration, again, you'd have to go back and look at chapter 24, but we hear in the narration that they leave the city and they go out and they're, they're sitting on the other side of the valley just kind of looking about at things. And the disciples must be whispering to, amongst themselves like, what the heck is he talking about? Like the temple can't go anywhere. It's the temple. It's always going to be there. If it got torn down, that would be the end of the world. And so they ask him, because apparently they know when Jesus says something, he usually means it. And so they want to be able to be prepared for it. And so they ask, Lord, what will be the sign that this is going to happen? When will these events take place? We want to get it on our calendar so that we can be ready. And then Jesus goes into this long period of teaching. And he teaches uh, through like four or five different object lessons to help his disciples and whoever else may have heard it, and I think that includes us as we read it, to recognize that this isn't something that we can plan for. And he says it over and over and over again. He says, no one knows the day or the hour, not even the sun knows the day or the hour. So when we think about the end, the end of the world as we know, isn't that a great song? I don't know why I'm thinking about that right now, but it just popped into my head. When we, we try and plan for it, we just can't. And so we have to live our lives in a way that we're ready for it without thinking that I'm going to get so tied up in trying to be ready for it that I lose track of all else. He tells this parable today, this parable of the ten bridesmaids. Now, it's a little weird. There's some cultural stuff here. So the way that this all works is at weddings in Jesus' day, the groom would be the last to arrive, you know, fashionably late, as they say. And the bridal party is these bridesmaids, and they would go out with their lamps. And these lamps, I mean, don't think of it as like a big torch. It's just these little tiny clay lamps that hold a little bit of oil. And they wait for the bridegroom to arrive. And when the bridegroom arrives, then they all go into the party. Uh, I don't know why they need their lamps. I don't really understand that, but, but that's the setting. We hear that the bridegroom is delayed. <laughs> He's really fashionably late in this case. And it gets dark. And they're waiting. And they're bored. And they all fall asleep. All 10 of them, they're all sleeping. When suddenly out of nowhere, here comes this, this announcement. I wonder who made it. Behold, the bridegroom is, a, is arriving. Maybe he made it himself. I don't know. Maybe he's like, I'm going to wake them up. It's going to be fine. But the announcement comes, and they're like, oh, here he comes. All right, got to light our lamps. We hear that five of them were prepared, and five of them weren't. Five of them had extra oil. Five of them didn't. And so the five that didn't have any extra, they're like, we don't have any oil in our lamps. They're going out. They're not going to stay lit. We're going to be doing it wrong. Oh, no, can you spare any oil? 
And the other five say, no, don't think so. Why don't you go get your own? It's midnight. Are there any shops open? No. Are the dealers open? Probably not. And if they are, they might be a little questionable. Maybe that's not the dealer you want to go to. I don't know. But so the five women, they go off, and they're trying to find oil. And in the time that they are gone, that they are trying to locate what they think they need, the bridegroom shows up, and the rest of them all go into the party, and the door is shut. The celebration begins, and they're left out. Admittedly, I don't quite know what to make of this passage, of this, this story, this point that Jesus is trying to make about being prepared. He says, keep awake, for you don't know when it's going to happen, but all ten were sleeping. So maybe it's not just about staying awake. I don't know about you. Has anybody tried to stay up more than 24 hours? It doesn't work very well, does it? We need to sleep. We need to live our lives. We need to do those things that are required. So what is Jesus talking about here? And the only thing that I can figure out is maybe what the five women were lacking was that they were not present when the Lord arrived. In one way or the other, where we want to say it's metaphorical or literal, they weren't present. And they weren't prepared. And so what does that mean for us? Well, great question. How do we live our lives in a way that makes us prepared for the Lord? And I think we have to look to the teachings of Jesus in order to answer that question. It's not about having cool little lamps and having extra oil in case they go out. But Jesus says, I was hungry and you fed me. I was naked and you clothed me. I was in prison and you visited me. And, he's, and then people ask him, well, when did we do that? And Jesus says, when you did that for the least of me, you did it to me. We have been given the gift of the gospel, a gift that says we're never going to get it right, and we don't have to, because our ultimate salvation out there in that unknown future where we don't know the day or the hour, our ultimate salvation is based on the grace of God. The grace of the one who says, I love you, and you will be with me because you are mine. Do we live our lives day in and day out in a way that reflects that into the world? Because I think that's what it means to be prepared. There were 10 women in this parable. Five had oil, five didn't. But maybe the light of five lamps would have been enough for 10 people if they would have been there to enter into the party. Jesus tells us to let our light so shine before others that all the world may give thanks for what God has done. I paraphrase that. I didn't say that quite right. But we bear the light of God. And I believe we are called to reflect that light out into the world. And when we do that, that's how we are prepared. It's not because we have earned it. It's because we have hope and we have joy and we have peace in a world that is hard, in the midst of a life that is hard. And we remember even in those moments when it feels like the world is ending, that the sun still comes up tomorrow. Amen.